up, kid. All I gotta say is, Portland can't say shit. It's scintillating. It's sensational. It's Seattle Sounders FC soccer. Welcome to Sounders Scuttlebutt. I'm Aaron Lingley, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, your president of the Alliance Council, your president of Grill FC, director of communications for the Independent Supporters Council, and Esquire, Cameron Collins. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Looks well, like I, I don't have to pick the Sounders to lose every time now, because they actually did I it. I know. I was just going to say, it's a little different outcome than we expected. Um, Sounders lost one nothing to Cincy in Cincy this last weekend. They got tickled to death. They got tickled to death? Yeah, because remember, they're playing at Tickle Stadium or whatever oh, it's called. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Tickle Stadium. TQL. I guess they did. Um, yeah, pretty... Well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it after the scuttlebutt. But uh, underwhelming performance, uh, to say the least. I'm not really freaking out, though. Um, we're going to lose match at some point. I just, uh, yeah, lots to pick apart there. But should we start with Scuttlebutt? Yeah, Scuttlebutt. And I think we have Sounders-related Scuttlebutt to, to start out with here, that your Seattle Sounders are not only the first, but also the second-ever team from the MLS to qualify for CONCACAF champion, or the Club World Cup. Not just Champions League. Yeah. Club World Cup. We are back, <laughs> baby. Yeah. That is actually like out of nowhere news. When yeah. you shared that and I retweeted and put a little highlight of just that we are in basically. Um, yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the new format? Because yeah. uh, it's a completely different. Uh, this is in conjunction with the change to the, the World Cup format, right? So yep. only give us a little uh, context. So they, uh, they've been talking about uh, updating it, but they didn't let everyone know how it would work. And so there are now four teams from CONCACAF in it, and it includes the winners, at least this first one, will include the winners from 21, 22, 23, and 24 uh, Champions League, CONCACAF Champions League. So uh, that means we are automatically in for winning it in 2022. And uh, that is so awesome. Expanded field uh, turns it into a longer tournament, not just a, uh, you know, play-in move through the bracket, but I think they'll now have, uh, I'm guessing they'll have group stage. Like, uh, yeah, you actually, so. is it 32 teams? Yeah. So, uh, it, you know, exciting, disruptive to some people's seasons, not ours, uh, necessarily, but shows once again, why MLS needs to expand rosters and expand the salary cap because, uh, to be able to compete in these tournaments, we're going to have to have larger rosters. I mean, if you're competing in that and Champions League and uh, Nations League, what's the other one called? <laughs> the League of Nations. League's yeah, Cup. No. yeah, Leagues Cup. I get it confused with the other one every time. Uh, now you're talking more like 70 games in a season. And that is which, if you win them, which is insane. That's Yeah, that's nuts. So... 
the MLS needs to do something because. And not only that, and I totally agree with you. Uh, and I think this will spur um, some holistic change to roster and cap, but not only that there'll be more games, the quality of opponent in that tournament. Yeah. I mean, that allows more Mexican teams to be in. Oh yeah. Monterey is in with us. So, and then it'll be this year's winner and next year's winner. Yeah. So we don't have to, it'll be difficult from the get right. And, and getting out of group stage and all that. And the travel is going to be nuts. So, I mean, CONCACAF travel is much different than UEFA travel. So it'll be interesting to see the response from the MLS. Um, I'm assuming there would be one, right? Um, with a bunch of Apple money coming in their coffers this year. Um, to see what they do. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, exciting news, though, that we qualified again. Take that, MLS. They're never stopping us. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's pretty fantastic. Um, some CONCACAF news today just dropped. Uh, we're recording at about 8 p.m. Game just wrapped up. Austin did score two goals, but on aggregate, Violet FC from Haiti advances. How about that? I'm going to call them Violet because it is French. And, uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, you know, it looks bad for Austin, but you know what? Screw Austin and their owner, Precourt, who screwed over uh, Columbus and all the fans there. And, uh, you know, I I am was for like five years the president. Now I'm the vice president of a nonprofit, the board of a nonprofit called 100 for Haiti, where we do NGO work in uh, northern Haiti. We uh, build roofs on houses that have the uh, roofs blown off by storms and stuff. Uh, we set up wells to create, um, the, to allow for the collection of water without cholera. Uh, we got internet and lunch five days a week at the schools in, uh, this town Ranke for the little kids. And, uh, then in Southern Haiti, we do some, uh, anti-sexual assault training. Uh, we pay for it. Uh, and, uh, in down in Southern Haiti, the same place, uh, paid for therapy sessions for kids who obviously never had therapy in their entire life. So um, I am uh, a big fan of any team from there because of the work we do. Way to make me feel like shit. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, spend about 10% of my day commuting. Um, Mm. I do read to my daughter and do bath time. And occasionally I make dinner. Yeah. At my house in Everett. That's what happens when you don't have a, a, a child or uh, anymore. I don't anymore have a partner. So <laughs> it allows me lots of extra time to do. Other hey, you know what? If that's what you're doing with your extra time, that is pretty phenomenal, man. Uh, do I play you, Fortnite. Just side note. No, there you go. Yeah, you are a loser. Um, <laughs> but side note, do, do you have like, any connection with Cliff Averill? Not yet. a ton of work. Not yet. Uh, Gorilla FC is going to be, we, we've been talking about it for a couple of years, but um, COVID, which uh, our in-country director calls the fever, um, was spreading throughout Haiti. And then, uh, of course, uh, their uh, president was assassinated on the orders of the vice president who took over. And now there's gang, gangs that run the entire country. So um, it hasn't been a good time to go there. But one of these days, we're actually going to build Curl <laughs> FC and 100 for Haiti are coming together to build a field in Rankeet for all the kids there 
uh, because they've asked for a soccer field in the middle of their town. They have one. They've asked for it to be re resurfaced. And, you know, it's it's pretty crazy right now. Um, they'll have cows just walking across the middle of their field. It's not flat. There's there's a hill on one side that goes down into the town dump. So if the ball gets kicked wrong, they have to run into the dump and get it. And oh. it's just kind of wild. So, uh, yeah, we're, we, we've had this plan for a few years and just haven't been able to execute on it because of uh, the global pandemic and and the ongoings in Haiti. So uh, things are kind of quiet in the north right now. We're hoping to be able to put something together and head over. And uh, we'll be reaching out to Cliff Averill around that since he is Haitian. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. What else do we got? Do we have anything else on, on your radar? Man, I know people hate to talk about it, but the Seahawks made some huge signings today between a new, like one of the top defensive tackles available. They brought back Jaron Reed uh, mm-hmm. from Kansas City, and they lost a few characters as well, two running backs. But I know our people hate it, but if you're a football fan, man, go check out what's going on because Seahawks never – pick up people on day one of free agency. It's pretty wild right now. Ever. No, not the first wave. And, you know, this is a kind of a down week for our for our Sounders. So at least there's the positivity that we made the World Cup and that we, our Seahawks fans, have had a good week so far. So, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Um, I go. I, I didn't think we should go too much into Seahawks because or F1. Or F1. And I know there's at least two of our listeners I would appreciate that. No, I but, do have um, I do have more soccer to do after you say this, though. Oh, okay. I was just going to say that I went to a first live show in a concert this weekend in like, oh, shoot. I think it was Foo Fighters Death Cab a year and a half ago. Wow. Who'd you go see? Climate Pledge. It was actually, so Randy, my wife, uh, donated to STG, Seattle Theater Group. And they, I guess, if you give like a certain amount, they'll like give you options for free tickets to go to something. And one of them was like Sunday at, I forget what even what it was, but it was like Sunday at noon. I'm like, nah, no, thank you. Um, Which turned out to be great because we all got really, really sick. Um, Just Gracie got us a cold. But on Saturday was Ron Artiste, the second who I'd never heard of at Neptune. And he's basically like a R&B kind of jazzy uh slash rock guitarist hmm. uh and he's and he lives in hawaii really really fun really really good um hell of a guitarist man and that's i think drums and guitar is what i like most about live shows like just seeing musicians do their jam like what they were born to do and get to see it with your own eyes like and he he killed it man so if if anyone likes that kind of style of music Check him out, Ron Artis, like artist without the last, second T. The yeah, he's, second. He's collaborated with Meek, <laughs> Meek, Mick Fleetwood of Fleetwood Mac, Jack Johnson, Jake Shima Bukuro, Booker T. Jones, uh, just a whole lot. G Love. He's a baller, dude. Yeah, a whole lot of other people out there. So, yeah, I, I want to check him out. That's awesome. He grew up in Hawaii. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was just a really fun show. And it was just, I'm excited to be back out there and rocking out a little bit i speaking of uh through my because if kraken season ticket holders get pre-sale early pre-sale before anyone to climate pledge uh this past week i bought uh <laughs> don't know where i'm coming up with the money for these but they're so far in the future hopefully i can pay for them by then i bought tickets to see both wu-tang clan with Nas uh-huh. and to go see the cure so 
I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, we are talking off mic. Okay. And Nick <laughs> Nick is going to, Nick and I have Nick, Nick Biella. Uh, we love him. We already, that's why I was on the phone before this. So why I was late to record with you. Um, we're talking. We're talking. Um, anyway, yeah, the cure is, is one C probably for me. Uh, for favorite bands and yeah, Wu Tang and Nas. Come on, that's gonna yeah, that's, that's gonna be awesome, dude. I've seen Wu Tang before, but I've never seen Nas, so that'd be cool. And I've never seen The Cure, so I'm, I don't think maybe I saw them at a festival when I was younger. <laughs> Very exciting. Uh, so uh, one, let's talk one last scuttlebutt and then get into it. Uh, I want you to click that link I just sent you uh, in the chat. Interesting. Of, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, it is the New Jersey's from the portland thorns uh which is arguably uh, the you know you know me i love ugly jerseys but this isn't an ugly jersey it's an awful jersey this, this is this one is of the worst jerseys. terrible sailor J- jerry yeah it's like tattoo. oh it's 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 i think i mean oh, i get what they were what? trying to do because there's fan stuff around this there was tifos and stuff <laughs> it is so bad and 195 dollars yep, 195 dollars and of course they have providence as a sponsor as well so <laughs> oh god that is the worst jersey i have ever seen that is uh unfreaking believable oh man and and you know what i like the thorns i have no i i, do, I think they've I mean, I'm not going to root for them, but oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I will so, put, uh, go check I know this it's out. been all over Twitter. I, 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 it's been all over Twitter, I'm sure. So I don't, I'm not going to put it in the show description, but oof, oofda, as my family in Minnesota would say. Oofda. Oofda. Gosh. No. I guess we got to talk about the Sounders, huh? We do, and it's okay. You know what? This is going to happen, and uh, let's just let's just let it happen. To me, it's just more of the same. If I'm, I'm being honest, it's. If you have Freddie Montero, the moment I saw that Freddie Montero was starting, I was like, I'm not even going to try to watch. We're done. I mean, I had more fun things going on anyways, but uh, I could have watched the first half, and I was just like, it's over. We don't stand a chance. This is Well, let's let's, let's get our, caught our, catch our li- listeners up yeah, here. I'm right? just saying, right. that was yeah, my so pre Freddie did feeling. start, and yeah. that was, that was, that's the, the, the glaring uh, addition to the starting 11. Now, this was because a bear... Did have a hamstring issue, an injury yeah, during came out, training, I believe. It, yeah, it came out right after we finished recording our last show. So, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we were all excited talking that about what he was going to do. Podcasters. Yeah. Yeah. So that that happened, and that was on the cusp of hearing positive news about Raul, but basically he got scrum minutes at the end of uh, the match against. Um, well, brain farting was it RSL? Yeah. Yeah, RSL. So there, he was not going to start. Now, in terms of consistency uh, uh, for the rest of the lineup, I get why Freddie was put up top. Right? Sure. Okay. I, I guess. I guess there was no other sense. changes throughout the lineup, right? There was no other changes. It was just well, Freddie. 
However, right. we do have a player who's been playing really well in Leo Chu, and Jordan Morris knows how to play forward. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. That is what I said in our Discord. Link is in the show description. Um, is that, and that's been tickling my fancy since since probably halfway through last season when Leo Chu's defensive um, effort really started um, showing itself. Like he, he really was making an effort. We, we know that Brian told him like, that is what's going to get you minutes. It's not solely on what you do on the attacking side. You need to get back. That's what that spot of the field needs. So the fact that he's been doing that and looked really good in preseason and really good and his few minutes that he's had to start the season I would have loved to see that, and Jordan probably. I mean, I I don't know the direct comments or quotes, but it seems to be consensus that he would prefer to play forward. Right? Yeah. Is that the general consensus? I mean, that's what he was with Stanford. Yeah, I don't know anymore because he seems to be at. I mean, even for the national team, he's playing on the wing. So, um, but is that because that's the only place he can play? Let I don't go. know. Only way he's make the team. Well, either way, he can play both. Um, and he can do both presumably very well, and he's flying high uh, right now. So it wouldn't have hurt to put him up there and Leo Chu, who's actually had minutes this season. Um, but, you know, so, but I get it. Uh, I just don't, I don't like it to, I, well, we, in hindsight, it's 2020, right? Mm, yeah, but I, I mean, the moment I saw, that's, I, I, I listened to, uh, on the way to where I was going, I listened to the radio broadcast um, and then I went inside and I was going to turn on Apple TV and I was just like, I, honestly, if we're just going to play like this, it, it I hate to say this because maybe this is just me being a Debbie Downer, but the fact that we put Freddie up there instead of trying to put in a more dangerous offense made me feel like we're just, we've given up this game. We're just, we're playing for a tie. It, it reminded me of all those times you'd see Felix Hernandez go out there and pitch an amazing game because our defense is good, but lose one, nothing. And that's exactly what happened. That's what this was. We were trying to play for a zero, zero draw in my opinion, just because you're not going to get dangerous with Freddie Montero at the top. He hasn't been someone who can score from that position for four or five years. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say you're wrong. Uh, I thought that possibly it wasn't, so much to play for a draw, but we had been so dominant all over the field for both games prior to this one that Brian and coaches thought we're going to be that dominant again, where Stefan Fry makes two saves that come right at him all match that we're probably going to knock one in. Maybe two. Yeah. I mean, he only gave up you know, one we do, goal. We still have Jordan up there. We still have Jordan, Rusnak, JP, Nico. Christian rolled on. Alex rolled on, who has a couple of assists so far, right? That's all probably because of the attention Bear was getting. <laughs> but to think, okay, well, Freddie, Freddie's a savvy player. I mean, like, the mind is still there, right? Just physically, he's nowhere near where he used to be. So maybe there was just, instead of 3 nothing, 4 nothing, like we'd probably get with Bear or Rui Diaz starting, it'll be 1-2-0. to two nothing. Um, maybe. Yeah, I just the, here's my but thing. But that is, didn't uh, happen. Yeah, I just think Freddie play or uh, a bear and 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 Duke Diaz, but especially a bear. If you watch these last game, played more of a part in that offense. You know, he was a he laid off the ball on some of those goals. He 
he did dummy runs and it's Freddie's not used to playing it forward anymore. He's just playing it like a, a false nine, like high up center attacking mid type player. And so uh, without that anyone in press, fr- yeah, without anyone in front of him depressed, that doesn't leave any space for him. Well, I think that's what made us so dominant in the first two matches because we did have press at the right times and the right moments, which allows you to be that aggressive throughout the whole match. I mean, right. you see teams do that for 10 or 15 minutes and gas out because they're just going all out instead of using their brain. But we were doing that throughout those first two matches. But Freddie, that's not his game. He doesn't have that the burst to to actually press from all the way forward to midfield. So that really made the whole effort uh, kind of moot. Uh, and you could see it. There was something a little off. Speaking of off, by the way, if 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 Freddie was your pre-match, we're not going to win this. Um, Fry looked really off to me. He had a he had a couple of uh, distributions that were way off. I think the goal was uh, he. I mean, he got a hand on it, but normally you see him if he gets that kind of read and a hand on it, it actually gets cleared. He. He just didn't. He didn't look himself. Do you think that is a first sign of decline a little bit from Fry, or he hasn't had to really do anything for two games? Yeah, it could and, be a sign of, or he had a bad day, or he and his wife got. You know, people get to have off games until we see a pattern of it. You know, I, I, I don't think. I my guess is Steph Cleveland's our goalkeeper moving forward, like in years to come. So I, I think. This is one or two final years for Fry, and the question is, can we steep, steep, keep Cleveland? And I feel like we must have promised him something to stay around because he could be starting for another mm-hmm. team in the league right now. Yeah, he played really well last year. Yeah, so so it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I think I think Fry still Steph has Fry it. looks so cool though. Yeah, He's I think so I think cool he still has it. So I'm not I'm not worried about him. Yeah, um, you know it. It was a bad match though. That's for sure. Do you think that? We should have got a penalty on the handball before that. Mm. I mean, yeah, that could have put us up one nothing, and then that changes everything. And even if so, they tie, so here's it, a, I I do think one the goal called back at the very end mm-hmm. was legit to to have that called back. Um, and I think I just hate that they. Know, don't, I think why don't they call it on the field like when they see the foul? I mean, I know it was behind them, but still like. To me, it's like, why are you looking that far back? You should only be looking at the actual play itself. But yeah. I get it. Well, here, mean, here's the thing. I think we deserve to lose one nothing. So yeah, I'm not that fair. upset about it, right? That's fair. Um, and, 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 and to get potentially two out of three calls um, with, in terms of the VAR. And I, I forget, was the handball, was there a VAR review? Mm, that was right yeah, around right? the time I tuned out, so... Uh, I'd have to think yeah. about that. Well, there the other ones were like right around that same time, so I'm just yeah, trying to yeah. make sure my memory's correct. But either either way, I don't think it was. Um, but even if it was, to have normally sometimes you, you, it's inexplicable. Even when they do go to VAR, that they get the how are you guys getting this wrong? They got those two right, in my opinion. So if we do miss that one, all right, sixty six percent correct. It seems to be on par for MLS pro referees. So, but again, we didn't. I think we lost this match, and since he didn't win it. 
And that's why yeah. I'm not too concerned. I think it's a good wake up call because I think we we're all, whether we were saying it out loud or not, riding really, really high and feeling very, very confident with the season uh, after those first two performances. Like I said, oh. the first one was a B plus because I didn't think we were achieving our ceiling even in that match. Um, and I actually think we played better in the second match. It just didn't score as many goals because the other ones were actually kind of given to us. Um, yeah. The second match, we actually scored them. <laughs> like they were, yeah. that was our, our feet, our head. So um, this one, I, I think we kind of went in there a little too cocky. That's where I kind of disagree with you on the, on the Freddy thing. I think we were just going in there. We're going to get one or two goals and probably keep a clean sheet or maybe give up one. So yeah, maybe a draw, maybe a win. I don't think they were expecting just oh let's throw this let's just throw this one away and wait till Rui's Rui's available again. Yeah, I don't I, I don't I don't mean it like they would throw it away completely. I mean, obviously they would think there was a chance, but I think they thought at worst it would be a draw, like a nil nil mm-hmm. draw. So hey, I forgot to tell you, I'm drinking. Oh, what are you drinking? Mm-hmm. I'm drinking Rogue Neon Snowpocalypse. It's actually really delicious. I've already been drinking one because we started after I did this beautiful sound. Ooh. But this is a phenomenal little beverage. Highly recommend. 14 out of 10. I'm not drinking anything today, but I am going to go make dinner here in a second for a guest that's coming over. So uh, uh, we, we have about 10 minutes left. I think we should move on to talk about uh, LAFC, a team yes. that, has, that has moved ahead of the Sounders. Uh, whoa, wait a minute. They have us dropped. They not, they dropped us all the way to fourth in the power rankings and Philadelphia and FC Cincinnati moved above us when FC Cincinnati had to score at the very end to beat Chicago. I mean, sorry. Well, <laughs> Philadelphia had to score at the very end to beat Chicago. So that's fascinating. But more importantly, we I only pay about attention that, to the power rankings when we're on top. Right. We talked about that busy schedule that LAFC had. They beat mm-hmm. LD Alajuelense 3 0. Uh, their player had a hat trick. Then they beat New England 4 0, sending Bruce Arena home mad. And now tomorrow they play again against Alajuelense, but they can play their backups. And then they play us 1 p.m. Saturday, March 18th. What, what, what are you thinking about this upcoming match? Well, um, if we're going to lose one of our first three matches, I want it to be the first one on the road, close, right ahead of LAFC, who potentially is going to be tired, right? We yeah. know what we know what it feels like in this format of Com- CONCACAF Champions League to be advancing, but also playing MLS. Mm. We did not start well. No matter how good you are, not with this roster formation or restrictions and, and cap restrictions, they don't have Gareth Bale, right? No, nope. he retired. Yeah, well, yeah. I see. I, I barely follow the other teams. But they have um, Ch- Chiellini, who scored in their first game. Came over from was he a nah, student? Not, yeah, no, I think he was um, Chiellini. Yeah, does I'm not too concerned about him. I mean, he's, I think a, he's it, a defender, but he's scoring on uh, you know on plays there for them. Well, that's his MO, but I mean, put Yamar and, and Reagan six, six. So with who is gained some muscle weight and, and he does, he's, he had some, his first gas in this last game, but Reagan 
has been playing well for us. And I think that'll be a good test for both of them when it comes to set pieces in the box to, to battle him. Um, and they'll probably step up for it. But long story short, Rui Diaz is more than likely back, right? Probably to start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, he, he'd probably be pissed off if he wasn't starting. Um, so I mean, we don't know. Hey, Bear could be available. Who knows how long he's out for? Yeah, but now you're still looking at a bear will be coming off the bench if he's available off a hamstring injury. Those things are, are nemesis. Yeah. Well, let's talk about LAFC though. They, they, the guy who scored the hat trick for them, Dennis Bouanga is a Frenchman who came over from St. Etienne this year, who is on the Gabon national team, uh, has had that hat trick for them last game. So, uh, they have him at forward. They have, uh, Christian Torres and, uh, they have, uh, who was their other forward? Um, oh, Vela, of course. <laughs> of course. And then they still have uh, the Croatian guy whose name I can never pronounce. Buk, Buk, who he just brought in. Uh, Bayuk, apparently, according to the pronunciation guide. Um, but then in the midfield, they get Kellen Acosta and um, just, man, they have some good players. So I- I'm worried. They're- I think they're still the team to well, be in the league. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not overconfident. I just feel like we're going to have our best 11 and a fully fit and healthy JP. I mean, they have Carlos Vela, but we got if, if there's one center defensive mid that can shut him down, that's JP. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see it. At I'd least make it difficult. I'd love to see it. Um, of course, they signed Aaron Long when he was potentially coming here, which is kind of a bummer. So they have uh, – they needed – to upgrade hugely in defense because that's always been LAFC's downfalls. Their defense, their, mm-hmm. their midfield and forwards were awesome. Their defense sucked, and that's why they would lose yeah. to us in the playoffs every year. Except last, year, you notice they win the championship the one year they don't have to play us. Wonder why? <laughs> I just I just realized that yeah they have Aaron Long and Chiellini. Yeah, that's yeah. tough, dude. <laughs> that's yeah. some tough shit right there. Yeah. Uh, and you know they've got some decent homegrown players too, um, so it, it'll be interesting to see. You know Christian Torres, who was on the, who's, the U.S. Who's their, U- coach? Uh, their coach is uh, is it Trundolo? Yeah, Steve Trundolo, former U.S. Steve national Turner. team coach. And oh, that's interesting. Coach, who played under Bob Bradley? Yeah, and their assistant <laughs> coach are Anton Razov or Ante Razov and Mark Dos Santos. So uh, you know, two well-known um, people to us. Uh, and then, of course, their goalkeeper coach uh, was is there. Uh, he played for Eintracht Frankfurt in the oh, Bundesliga. Oh, that's buddy Marco's favorite team. He's from Frankfurt. Yeah, so they they have a, went, he, a really. He strong... and I went to the the friendly when they were here. What oh, yeah. five six years ago? Yeah. Um, and of course, Eric Duenas, who uh, is another homegrown player who's been pretty awesome. Um, Christian Torres is the one who played for the U.S. U-15s and then switched to Mexico for the U-20s, uh, who was from California that bummed us all out by not coming to uh, the USA. So uh, that's okay. Um, we're, we're getting most of those players from Mexico. They're realizing their team's dead and they're coming to, coming to the USA. So how do you feel? 4 nothing LAFC. Really? I... Until I see a Realistic, change. Realistically, or is this eh, maybe four one? Put juju out there. Maybe four one. I just don't. I don't. There's nothing I've seen. Wow. 
the first two games we did play crappy opponents. There's nothing nothing I've seen that makes me believe that we can beat them right now with how good they are and how poor. I mean, here was Garth's thing was you ne- you never build a team where someone's out and you can't replace them and still be good. And we saw that if we're missing, obviously we're missing two forwards. But if we just miss a forward, suddenly we're a pedestrian team versus an okay Eastern Conference team. That That is weird to me. Like, look at the talent we have. That should not be happening. One player dropping out, we should have other people stepping up. So, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to think. And so, until I'm proven otherwise, I'll go four. I'll go four two just to make you happy. Four two. I think with Raul Reed in there, you're making me unhappy with four goals, man. I just, regardless of what we score, I don't see how we're going to stop them at this point. Our defense is amazing. I know that, but LAFC is just so good right now. I hope we do. Obviously, you know me. I'm, I'm always hoping that we win. I, I love the Sounders more than anything else. I don't, I don't have a child. I don't have a spouse. I have the Sounders. You want, you want to know why I'm bummed on the Sounders? Here's why. You're a Mariners fan, right? Oh yeah. I know. I went to a playoff game with you. Um, yeah, the 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 playoff game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know how every year the Mariners seem like they're going to be good, and then they turn out crappy. It, it it feels the same as like when you've had like a significant other that's cheated on you, and finally they convince you to take them back, only for it to happen again. That's that's what I'm afraid of here. It's like okay, the Sounders have dropped back to who they were last season, and I'm hurt. And I don't want, I'm not thinking with logically, because logically, if I sat down and compared the two teams, this could be, I, I would say this is a two to one game either way. Depends on who gets the breakthrough goal. But I'm, I just feel burned after the last game. I was so disappointed that I'm, I'm saying 4 2 LAFC. I don't know if I agree with that analogy so much. I mean, the Mariners. Did the Mariners did it for decades. The Mariners did it for decades. I understand that. Yeah, the the Sounders have only that. done it for one year. Okay, so I realize. Oh yeah, and in the year we didn't make the playoffs, we won the Cup yeah. Champions. I realize that's got us the World Cup stretch. again. I know, I know. It's not like I said. It's not logical. <laughs> it's not logical. I, I just, I no. need. No, it's them more to like they good. cheated on you in your dreams. And actually, everything is still fine because we're in the Club World Cup and we're yeah, playing really, really well. Good. We just had one bad game. That's okay, fine, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, dreams or not, I am apprehensive about this upcoming game. And yeah, so uh, what's your prediction? Well, it's at home. Uh, I'll be there. Um, but realistically, I think two two. Hmm. Um. And I do Would think. Would you be happy with that I do, result? No, because I'm going to say I want a three-two. Mm-hmm. I think that we do have a three-two win. Um, I, I, there's two really good defenses, but also two really really good midfields. They have, I think, the upper hand overall because of what have you done for me lately? And they just they have a really good roster. Like we just talked about it. But they are coming off travel. Uh, I don't know. I mean, just re- recent travel. I, their last game was at home, right? Uh, it was at or what? What they're about to play? Oh yeah, yep. It's at home, right? Yeah they they won uh, away, so they are they're hosting. Yeah, they're playing at home, today. so it's not like they're traveling a few thousand. Oh, and miles. it was uh, New England was at home too. Okay, but still, that's minutes. Um, Yes, they they won those games, but we know we know what that's like. We played home games and then an MLS home game too uh, last year. 
So I do think that we have that going for this that might bring their quality down a little bit. Where I think where we're now even. I think this now relies on Schmetzer to make the right damn decisions. And I, your eyes just got big. <laughs> right? But hey, it's Cameron, it's okay. You know why? Because this isn't a final. Mm, good point. <laughs> you, you, you don't like Schmetzer in finals as much <laughs> as anything else. So I think I think goals will come in because both teams will be up for it. I think Rui will be hungry as all else. And I and I do think I, I do think we break them through. Hmm. Hmm. And I really do kind of hope it's a back and forth. I hope it's not we score two, they score three, or we score three and then they score two. I want it to be one, one, two, one, three, two. You know? Hmm. I that that would I want it to be fun. I want it to be exciting for MLS. Uh, I want this is a free game. Everyone on the planet can watch this game, and this will probably be one of the more tuned in matches probably for M for, for the season pass. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So far this season, I was going to say all season, but it's been maybe, it's going to be the maybe. fourth fourth week, right? But that's, I mean, LAFC Seattle. I mean, yes, we had a little fart in Tickle Stadium, but I think we're going to be all right. So, Coach, I know you're listening, and here's what I want you to tell the guys. LAFC is currently viewed as the unbeatable champions of the MLS and of the CONCACAF Champions League. No one's going to be stopping them. We don't need to believe that. Get out there. Show them who's boss. Let's win for nothing. Let's go out there and do to them what we've done to the other teams we've faced at home. Get Rui Diaz's hat trick. Get Jordan Morris a header goal. And let's keep this going. I like it. I want JP to score though. That's okay. Five nothing. Get that goal, JP. Boom. <laughs> Five nothing. Love it. All right. Pound them into the ground. Well, I love that, and I've loved our conversation thus far. But just upon the horizon, I do see our home port, Cameron. Where can they find you? You can find me at Legal Minded Punk on Twitter and Instagram and probably wherever else uh, you look at social media stuff or whatever. <laughs> Good. How about you? <laughs> Good way to wrap that <laughs> Or whatever. Where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, I'll simplify it. Yeah, on Twitter. Um, that's where they can find me. At A-A-R-O-N-L-I-N-G-L-E-Y. That's Aaron Lingley. And we actually had, I think, two new additions to our Discord. Yeah, Discord. Um, join it. Unless someone changed their name. But uh, join it. It's fun. We had a lot of good conversations this week, especially after, you know, after a win. It's fun to celebrate, but you get a lot more. Um, oh, gross. Thanks for the March Madness gif. Um, sorry, everyone. Why'd you have to do that to end the show? <laughs> anyway, Discord's great. Sometimes it's silly gifts, just like that. Yeah, yeah, that's the scuttlebutt for you right there. Anyway, Discord. Stop it with the gifts. Link is in the show description. Cameron, stop it. James, take us away. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. 
And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and irrefutably the best MLS team of all time.